you have a if you have a Bible, if you'd open it with me to Luke chapter two. If not, there should be one in the pew just in front of you. Luke chapter two. It's a, I chose a little bit different text than what's in your notices. I was just holding Fuller back there, and um, I was asking him, Fuller, what are you, what are you getting for Christmas? And he looked at me in a very serious face, and he said, I'm getting a blob. <laughs> so whatever that is, it sounds awesome. <laughs> Never gotten a blob, but I hope he enjoys this blob. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 14. Um, just after the birth of Christ, the shepherds are in the fields the angels appear to them with a message. And the, the message is one of peace. And it, that, that's an incredible message because if you were a Jew, you understood everything in your worship had taught you that because of my sin, I must stay away from God unless there's a sacrifice or something made that allows me to approach him. Everything said that God is so holy and separate from me and I am unclean and he is clean. And now an angel appears and says, God is going to make peace. It's a radical message. It's a joyful message. Through bringing a child into the world. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 14. Let's, let me just read that and we're really going to focus on verse 14. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy, and will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace amongst those with whom he is pleased. Let's pray. Oh, glory to God in the highest. Lord, for you have made peace. Lord, the very thing that all religions are trying to achieve in their own efforts, Father, you have achieved for us. You've come into our unclean world, into our brokenness, into our sin, Lord, and taken on flesh. Fully God, fully man, fully capable of having a sacrifice that's worthy to forgive all the church, all your people, and make peace once and for all. And we just praise you. Lord, I ask your Holy Spirit to work through your word, to encourage us, fill our hearts full of worship, and to show the greatness of who you are. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In December 1903, after many attempts, the, the Wright brothers flew. You, you might know that story. They, they got up their plane 
off the ground for a brief time. Thrilled, they telegraphed a message to their sister Catherine. This is what they said. We have actually flown 120 feet. We'll be home for Christmas. Because I guess you paid per word or something like that, right? And so Catherine gets the telegram, and she's so thrilled. And so she goes to the local newspaper, and she gets the editor, and she hands it to him. She says, I want this in the newspaper. And he picks it up, and he says, huh, the boys are going to be home for Christmas. Of course, he had completely missed the point, right? That man had flown. And, and so it is with many of us. Christmas comes and goes and comes and goes and comes and goes. And sometimes we do, we miss the big news that not just that a child has been born, but that God has offered terms of peace through this child to a world that doesn't know him and that is separated from him because of our sin. So... In the child, Christ God has offered peace to the world and peace to us. Now, in this text, we see that a few things about the child, the chief purpose of him coming. And first is that God was going to glorify himself. Look there in your Bibles with me in verse 14. Glory to God in the highest. Stop there. It's not a wish. It's not God saying, oh, I hope that my name will be glorified. It's an affirmation. It's an affirmation. God is saying, by giving this child a Savior to the world, the highest degree of glory or praise or honor will come to me. In other words, in Christ's life and his death and in his resurrection, the greatness of God will be revealed to the world that does not know that greatness any longer, and we can see it in no other place. The light of God is again revealed to man who lives in darkness. So in Christ's life and death on the cross, God will be glorified, which means that man will see his justice, that he'll pardon us from our guilt. His holiness will be on display. His mercy and love and his wisdom all seen in Christ. But there's one particular act of his glory that he talks about here. His gospel glory that he offers peace at his own expense. Look there at verse 14 with me in the, in the scriptures. And on earth peace to men in whom his favor rests. You see that word peace? It, it's not just external peace that Jesus is coming to stop all the wars in the world. That's not what he's intending here. It's not just an internal peace that he's coming to make us feel good and we can sit around at Christmas and sing Kumbaya songs and look at beautiful lights. It's a peace treaty. It's an eternal peace treaty. You see, the story of the scripture is that man is like a rebellious province, you might say, that has refused to obey and follow its king. But it's the king that has a plan to make peace entirely at his own expense. So Christ came to make peace between God and man. It's the very reason Isaiah calls him the Prince of Peace. 
But notice that peace, there's terms between God and man. From the king, there are terms of peace. Well, what are the terms? Well, there's a problem there with peace, isn't there? The problem is, because of our sin, man must be punished for breaking God's law and not living up to his standards. And so God is a just judge, and he declares he will by no means ever pardon the guilty. And you would never say he's a good judge or a good king or God worthy of worship if he did. No more than if you went to the local courthouse and a man or a woman came there and they had lots of crimes and the judge said, oh, it's Christmas, Merry Christmas, just get on out of here. You wouldn't say he's a good and just judge, would you? And so there's a problem there for God. Isaiah 53, notice the terms. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. God sent his son to be our peace by taking our judgment, our punishment on the cross so that your peace has been completely purchased and paid for and it is finished. And the result is now, for those who receive that peace by faith in Christ, they're restored to a relationship with the king, with him. Not just now, but restored always. Romans 5.11 says, Being justified by faith, we have peace with God. So if you're a believer, you're in a position of peace now with the high king over all things. You've been restored to his kingdom and are declared pardoned by his grace. Now there's terms for us as well. Faith and repentance. It's how we enter into that covenant of peace. Faith is the only thing that gives us the right to Christ and the peace of God that he made on the cross and through the resurrection of the dead. With the arms of faith, we embrace Christ as our Lord and our Savior, and we receive the most amazing gift of God, peace with him and restoration to a living relationship. Now, peace comes by faith, but it also comes by repentance. The biblical idea of repentance is a change of heart that leads to a change in the direction of our life. So it is the act of turning from loving my sin and my wisdom to loving God and His will. Let me say it like this. When my children were little, I would always come up to them and I would say, why does Dad love you? Is it because you're the most handsome? No. Is it because you're the cutest? No. Is it because you cry the least? Well, maybe just a little bit of that. <laughs> Is it because you obey me perfectly? Yes. <laughs> Is it because you eat all your vegetables? No. It's because you're mine. Because God gave you to me. I am your father. And I am pleased with you. That is your position before me as my child. Now listen to the words of the angel once more. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace amongst those with whom he's pleased. Why is God pleased with you? Or why does he love you like a father? Well, through your personal faith in Christ alone... You have peace with God and your position has gone from rebel 
displeasure, unclean, to child, pleased, clean, in Christ. Now maybe, my friends, you're here and you have no peace with God. What I'm describing in terms of gospel terms, you don't know it. There's no relationship. You're not born again. And I would just say there's great news. And the great news is God has done it all. He's accomplished it all through Christ's life, death, and resurrection. And he offers you a peace contract, a relationship through his son. But you're required to put your trust in Christ as your king and as your savior. And that also entails repentance. Turning away from the way you're living and turning towards the Lord. Now, if you're a Christian, I want to encourage you on Christmas. Remember the covenant of peace you have with the living God, with your King. God promised you, by faith alone, that you are adopted as sons and daughters of the King. That you are justified, which means on your best day and your worst day, you are declared righteous in His sight. You are sanctified today if you're a believer. You are clean to Him. There is no longer a condemnation for you because Christ took it, all of it, and drank that cup on the cross. And when he sees you, he sees you in Christ's join. But, as a child, you're called to live as an obedient child in this world. And he's given you his holy spirit to enable that. So I just want to encourage you Listen and follow His law of love written upon your heart, which the Holy Spirit will give you power to do. In other words, the Lord, because you are His child, you are adopted, you're sanctified, you're justified, He's given you the seal, He's given you ability in the Holy Spirit to live like a child and to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Father, thank you so much um, for the gospel. Lord, thank you that there is so much busyness and clatter of good things. But God, I love the message of the angel. Glory of God is revealed. Peace on earth now with those whom he is pleased. Father, thank you so much for making peace or where we could not make peace. And I pray that tomorrow and the rest of the week and the rest of this year that we would reflect on the fact that through Christ and Christ alone we have a position of peace and that would lead us to worship and adore you in your name. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.